we go. We are back in the recording studio in Sussex by the sea in Brighton. And for episode 16, we're going to get back to business with some very, very special guests. They've braved the M1. They've braved the M25. Apparently, they made a cheeky stop at Cobham Services. But they arrived like their deliveries on time in full. Today for episode 16, we've got two guests and we've got Jack the Lad O'Connell in the studio with me and Charlie. Ian Church from Buttles, Hannah Branson from Buttles. Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. Ian, you're a podcast veteran. Hannah, is this your first It's your first podcast with me? Is it your first podcast? It's my first one. Ah, oh, there you go. So, welcome to the show. Was the no. journey down okay? Yeah, journey down was great. Thank you very much. Uh, relatively early start, but um, no issues this morning. Um, yeah, it's great to be back. Good to see you again, um, Peter, Jack, and... Um, my understanding is I get a football on the back of this. Is that right? Uh, there, there this, is, this is there, my hat trick. There, there is a Jones Digital hat trick ball. I mean, I'm not going to say we championed the idea. We did borrow it from Soccer AM. You know, we did borrow it from Soccer AM. But there are, courtesy of Jack O'Connell, Jones Digital footballs in. Uh, in they are in circulation. You can see one. I'm modelling the brand today for the people not watching on YouTube. I am modelling the sign apart from the magenta. Ian. Can we just wave at that camera and say hello to Mum, please? Because she's one of my biggest fans. Hello, Mother. I will be <laughs> I will be showing you this in due course. So, um, yes, enjoy. And, and and just to let you know, Ian's mum. That's Ian's boss sitting to the right. Ha- Hannah Hannah runs the show. <laughs> another boss. Yeah, I, an- another <laughs> boss. And really, we should have had Holly Louise Spring here, Jack, because basically, me and Ian could have left and gone, yeah. gone to the beach, and uh, they could have just put the world to rights and said how said how it all works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And. Today we've got we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get to know Ian and Hannah as people, and we're going to bring Jack the Lad O'Connell into the show because he's going to share his kind of his journey at Foyne Jones, and it begun visiting a client. It began visiting someone in those dark days of the first lockdown, um, and that person was Ian Church. So we're going to we're going to reflect on that. I don't know whether that was a, a blessing or a curse at the start of his career, Ian. I, actually, you show the throw me a bit of a curveball there because I, I didn't realise that this element was going out in the podcast so um i'm not sure if i had a positive or or, 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 or quite what effect i've had on your career to date jack but um positive well, I, of I, course I, I guess the upside is you're still here which is yeah, which no, is good exactly. news must be we must have done something right a- absolutely I, I do recall it um yeah you came up to see us up in st albans and uh, i mean it was literally i think your first first week wasn't it i think it was yeah I know, I'm right in the deep end. Quite literally. In the lion's den. And I hadn't seen Peter in person for about... Years and years. I think, dare I say it, 20-ish years probably. It's 15 plus, definitely. So, um, yeah... So I was I was seeing the newbie and the veteran. I oh, know, exactly. and and he also got to meet my mum on the way up as well. So I, so I so know, it was. Uh, I mean, now that was. I mean, again, for the, this is completely irrelevant to most people. But you know, the <laughs> listeners want to hear this stuff. They want to see the human side. So we we were setting my mum up on uh, on Skype and Foyne Jones video, so she could talk to us during the lockdown. And and the most surreal moment was when Jack was in my mum's house. So and he's talking to my two boys. <laughs> 
at my house. And he's going, I'm with you, I'm with, I'm with your dad and your nan. It was, a, call, it was yeah. absolutely surreal. It was a very surreal moment. But there you go. It starts somewhere. And we will focus on that in the first half because we're going to talk about all the amazing things that's been, ha- been happening with Team Buttle. And that's going to help us get back to business. Second half of the show, we'll talk about your football team. We'll talk about your rugby team. We'll talk a little bit of my, about my football team, Ian, because we're doing well at the moment. So I like to talk about it. Yeah, I and, uh, understand. I like well. to bring it to life. Yeah. And we're going to have a closing message. <coughs> Excuse me, talking about the future of our industry. And Hannah, you said something just before we went on air that um, <coughs> you you had nothing to do during a school holiday, and 21 years later, you're you're running a builders merchant, yep. and you've never escaped. No, once it gets hold of you. I mean, you could have gone athletics club or swimming or something. <laughs> I know, but that didn't pay. Yeah, there is that. There is that. There is that, and that's probably where my journey began. Four hours a day as well, back in <coughs> back in my yeah 17th and 18th year on the. Planet. It. That's the that's the main purpose of the show. But I just want to want to take a breath, Charlie. I think it's um, it's something very special for us to talk about. Um, this is the first time that our production team, myself, and we've had any guests have been back in the studio since the invasion of Ukraine, and we are seeing, I think, some horrific some horrific pictures. It's almost like we're seeing a war play out on our social media screens, and we're seeing. We're seeing some amazing examples of, you know, there's some heroic activity being done. It shocked me to the core, and, and we spoke about it, Ian, you know, when we were just planning for the show. I can't go to air with my next episode and and not bring that to life because it's something I never I never wished to see, I never thought I would see, but we're seeing it play out in, in, in front of us, and it's it's terrifying, humbling, and I want to say from a... Foyne Jones' perspective, that everyone involved in my business, everyone involved in this production, we we stand with Ukraine. Yeah. Absolutely. I I, I think it's... um, I'm not sure I can find words to to, to probably describe how I feel. Um, Part part of me is angry. Um, Part of me is is obviously extremely sad. And um, I think there's there's a huge amount of frustration as well. I hadn't quite realised. I mean, I have been to Russia personally. I've never actually been to Ukraine, um, but it's literally, I believe, two and a half hours flying time from Heathrow. Um, we've all seen the the footage on, on TV or, or social media, um, and it is, it is simply heartbreaking. And, um, yeah, my own personal view for what it's worth is it's totally unnecessary and it's unjust. Um, there is no simple solution to it, clearly. Um, I, th- I think everybody appreciates that once NATO get potentially drawn into into conflict, then then effectively I think you're probably into, into the territory of a third world war. And, um, you know, Putin has, has, has had his hand all over Russia for an, in excess of 20 years and um, is obviously very well protected... Um, huge, huge chunk of his uh, his population, frankly, no, 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 no different. Um, but you just have to hope that common sense is, if that's right, or, or justice is comes to prevail. Because I've never witnessed anything like it, and I'm sure you know anybody of of sort of Second World War. Um, clearly was was horrific and you know 
but, that, my, but that's, my, that's the my, point, my, though, Ian. You know, we're, well, my mother sort of lived through that. We're, and... we're a week. We're we're over a week in now, and, we, and this this episode will be. You'll be listening to this a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So we don't know where the events will be when no. this is going live. But no. but what I've watched, what I've seen, what I'm reading, what I'm sharing, what I'm talking about, is something I never ever dreamt of. We're just recovering from a global pandemic. Yeah. We're just recovering from a global loss of life for a virus. We're now seeing indiscriminate, indiscriminate bombing. And I know there's propaganda both ways, but you know you can't make up what you're seeing happening. And what's happening in terms of the invasion and and the threat to our existence. You're spot on there, Ian, because, yeah, it, everyone's somewhere if there's a no-fly zone. The, the minute you have a no-fly zone and you start enforcing a no-fly zone, you're in war. Yeah. You, know, you are at war. And then you look about, and I'm looking at this from a, from just a, you know, a day-to-day basis. The, the Ukrainian people are not going to surrender. They, they are going to want to resist. They're going to want to fight. So if you're going to occupy a place like that, the time it's going to take to clear that resistance... This is going to go on for for a long, long time. I, I think potentially, if if the Russians end up, you know, occupying Ukraine, then uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, th- this this conflict will go on for many, many, many years, and uh, I it potentially could never be resolved. And that, and that's and that's that's the fear there is that that the world we exist in is it has changed and it's changed from. Uh, you know, you saw the troops mount up, and there's part of me that says he's going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He is, and then you then you wake up, and all the tickers are on your sky. Peter, he was he was always going to do, do you it. Think he always was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think this has been a long time in the planning. And um, see, yeah. I thought it was a bit of you know, you show me yours, and I'll show you mine, and and, and that element there. But show show you know, th- there you go. The, the Unanimously, we we want to we want to fight, we want to see a solution, but but I do agree with you, Mr. Church. Sadly, this is going to play out for a long, long time, and the and the horrible thing is, I don't want to turn the news on. You know, I kind of I, I kind of try and go in every every few hours and get like a bit of a snapshot update of where we are, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. I, I, I think um, you know, and it's totally understandable why. Um, so at the moment we're approximately a week into into the scenario. Um, it's obviously been building up for some period of time. So it is it's first and foremost, and as you say, you probably it might well be the last thing you hear about before you go to sleep, and then when you wake up, switch on the TV, radio, whichever sort of news media you. Um, you align to and and you sort of find out what's happened overnight. I think for me, uh, it's it's at what point you actually start to personally switch off from what's happening there, mm. um, because because ultimately you know everybody's attention span, you know, ha- has some sort of limitation. I mean, Crimea, what was that uh, back in twenty fourteen? I think was annexed. Um, you know, in all of our consciences, did we all think about it for the last eight years? I certainly didn't. Clearly, it's first and foremost again now. But actually, in three months' time, will we just accept it for what it is? And I'm not saying that's right, but 
yeah, every, every, everything has a shelf life, doesn't it? And, and, it, and, 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 that, and that's, that's also the point. You know, this, this whole series is themed back to business, and we're talking about how the builder's merchant industry yep. has bounced back from the pandemic. Yep. And, you know, we, we are well into a new normal, and, and, and there, is, there, is, there is such a resurgence in terms of positivity and optimism. So for the first 15 episodes, you know, we, we've, been, we've been buzzing. We've been talking about our partnership with mental health charity. We've been bringing in, you know, diverse, bringing in females that are shaking it up with diversity in terms of being a sales director for a plant hire company. We're getting the great and good of KBB and manufacturing in. And all of a sudden there's events in the world and it's changed all that. And then you, then you see, hold on, you know, we've got mortgages to pay. We've got bills to pay. We've got our businesses to run. We've got, we've got our own daily challenges when do we now get back to business and and how do you do that by still caring and i think there's there is now pathways for people to support and for people to give and to support and stand with ukraine you know the businesses are standing up the world is standing up and we're going to keep on trying to make a difference and that's the message from the from the foreign jones show so not our usual start charlie but you know Char- charlie's got a polish surname you know you've got you've got a ukrainian part of that family because we shared that it's something that we have to put out there to start the show so ian thank you hannah thank you jack thank you we're going to now get back to business and we're going to talk really ian about what's been happening in the wonderful world of team battle um quite a lot actually peter i think um you know if i reflect back over um the last 21 months I think it is that 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 I've been in the business um you know just to recap but Buttles is is 103 years old um we trade out of of four locations um Kentish Town Enfield um St Albans and, and Leighton Buzzard um family owned business Peter Buttle is still our chairman um and and active in the business um mark uh, peter's son uh, also works for us in a in a sales role so you know real family um strong connected business um i think it's fair to say that for a number of reasons um you know the business when i arrived a uh, difficult time uh, the pandemic i arrived in I think it was may 2020 so the pandemic was sort of six weeks old um you know in hindsight were we probably the best prepared business to to face something like that um i don't believe we actually were and what do i mean by that as a specific example um it wise we we had no uh facility to um to, to for customers to trade with us transactionally electronically so we had um, we had a number of challenges there. So we were asking people effectively to either come into our business or to um, to phone us up or, or drop us an email. Obviously, many of our competitors were were much more advanced in terms of um, you know customers being able to, um, to 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 place orders, check prices, and all the rest of it on a on a what what every, pretty well every other business has these days. But so that's that's one aspect, and I I think to sort of um, sort of sum it up there there are there are a number of central central themes what one uh the most important thing in any builders merchants whether it's yesterday today or tomorrow and that's that's about people and 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 culture a uh, huge amount of change as well that hannah will, will talk about in terms of our of our 
um, commercial team and, and some of the things that, that, that we have done, are doing uh, and want to do going forward. Um, and then we've, we, we've strengthened the, the, the back office team and our head office function as well. So it's been sort of 21 months of rapid change, um, huge, huge amount of people change. You, you don't change a culture of a business overnight. That does take some time. Um, but I think we're we're much further down the road and, and probably a bit further down the road um, today than I thought we would. So as, as an example of that, we've just um, we've just uh, been reaccredited for uh, for investors in people, um, <clears throat> which was an accreditation the business has held for some time. And I think probably the most satisfying thing for me in in the whole of that survey, um, and this came directly from all of our people. We had a very high response rate, um, but actually 76% of, of Buttles people would recommend Buttles as a place to work for family or friends. So given what we've been through, we've come through obviously the pandemic and then a huge change programme at pretty well every level. I think to, to, to get that level of engagement, um, you know, I've taken a lot of positivity out of that. So, um, yeah, we're on a journey. We're, we're, we're growing. Um, you know, I read, obviously, all of the market stats and, and you know, did we grow at the same rate as everybody else in 2021? Uh, frankly, no, we didn't. Um, we grew, but not to the same level. And uh, But that was within my expectations. You know, every branch manager in the business has changed. The majority of, of, of branch sales managers and the, and the teams below them the external sales team, you know, pretty well all new to the business. And therefore, that takes time to build those relationships with, 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 with your customers. Um, you know, you've got, you've got to earn their respect. You've got to earn their trust. Um, you know, my expectation is for Buttles to, to boom in 2022, 23 and, and beyond and and. You know, hopefully all, all, all the initial uh, hard work and grunt and, and some of it, you know, sadly uh, sort of un, unpleasant, uh, th- that element has, has been completed. And, and now we're, we're going about, you know, building a, a, a stronger, uh, sustainable business that's, that's fit for purpose. And it has been. I mean, you know, we, we as you said, we spoke very early into that journey, yeah. and we that that podcast was about the beginning. It was about yeah. changing a culture. It was, and 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 I will share this because it was really powerful. It was almost drag, dragging some of the traditional old school values, which we love about builders merchants in. You know, because you do you do love some of those old values, but dragging it into where we were, we were in two thousand and twenty, and and it was then looking at. And he was very open about this. It was looking about the business and and making it more attractive, more diverse, more inclusive, and and more representative of the environment and the market it trades in. That's part of the journey. What I've noticed from the outside looking in and, and the inside looking out, because I've been, been been in both camps in in various different projects, is what you have. And we'll get Hannah to talk about this, but what you have been able to 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 establish 
is a team culture. There is a there is a team. There is a togetherness. There is a coming together, which is which is it's visible. It must be visible to your suppliers, your customers, all, all you, all everyone you come into contact with, because there's an identity there now. Isn't yeah, there? I, I think that's absolutely right, and and I know you know Hannah, Hannah's got a number of examples, um, you know that that the third per, third parties have, uh, have 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 passed comment. I think, um, yeah, as I said before, building a culture, you know, you you don't do that in five minutes, um, you know. It, it it is it is over a period of time but you know what what do we want to be and what do i think we're on the road to being i think i think i like to think and you know the recent survey of our people would suggest that um we, we've got most of it right if not all of it right um you know we're an open business um we can be straight with each other we can be honest with each other um you know if we don't get it right then I'll say up. something on that as well, which which I think you think is often overlooked, and it sometimes with the corporate corporate businesses and you know they, it's not. It's, I don't think it's said enough. I think you as a leadership team, as a management team, you have fun with each other as well. Yeah, you I, know, there's there, there's a togetherness which I think's really it's really fucking important in today's world because you're spending a lot of time with each other. If if you're doing in that environment which doesn't embrace creativity, it doesn't give you the chance to have fun and make people feel good. How you gonna? How you gonna? How you gonna do stuff? Yeah, and I've always, you know, I've always said um, we all spend a, a, a huge amount of time at work. Um, I mean, you don't actually have to like everybody, do you? But I think it it definitely helps. Um, I mean, and we put up with you, Ian. That's fact, all it is. And, and we've known. But Hannah's laughing. Look, she's laughing. She's off camera. Look, she's laughing. And that works both yeah. ways, Peter. But um, oh, mate, I'm listen. I'm, I'm listen. Listen. The haters are gonna hate Ian. You just got to abs- roll with it. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and I believe we've now we're starting to evolve a team culture yeah and i think you know it would be great to have done more probably socially um we've not been allowed to for obvious reasons but you know we've we've got a few few things up our sleeve it's nice to go and enjoy some downtime with people outside of of the normal working environment um and i think you know i've always believed in 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 team is is far stronger than the individual um you know, some of the behaviours that I see in my business uh, now is, is 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 different to what it was. Um, yeah, individuals working much more closely together, uh, branches working much more collaboratively together as well. Um, and and I believe we are an aligned business. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I've got uh, a leadership team of 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 four, including myself. Um, I think we're fairly unique in as much as. Uh, you know, seventy-five percent of the senior leadership team in Buttles is female, um, which um, you know, in, in in our sector, I'm I'm proud of. Um, was it deliberate? I'll be honest. No, it wasn't. Uh, you take the best person for the job. Um, Fran has been with us for for about four years in our HR function. Hannah's obviously uh, joined the business subsequently, uh, and as has Chris Cates as well. Um, you know, and I'm very fortunate that I've got, you know, three excellent people around me, and and I've also got four now high quality branch managers. Well, and, don't, don't they say, Mr. Church, that if you surround yourself with good people, you're going to pick up most of their qualities? 
or you're going to become them. Yeah, and I, and I think I think there's a huge amount of truth in that. We're all shaped by lots of things in life, aren't we? Partly by your parents and your upbringing and your family and your friends and and people you work with and people you work for. And you know, without doubt, all of those things are, are very true to mm. me. They really are. They really are. And I think from a from a listener's perspective, and you know, I, I say this all the time. Yeah, people people will see me as Foyne Jones. They'll see me as the host of the podcast, but they don't see what goes on to to, to making our recruitment, making the magic happen in recruitment. Yeah. The hard work that Jack and his team do to to arrive at a point when someone's interested. And you know, even even with this podcast, you know, without the talent of that guy producer charlie who's hiding behind the camera but he's uh, he's becoming more and more more and more the face of face of jones digital but without without talented people coming in and and, and holly and rico now the, the business evolves and you and you look at it and i think that one of the things i'm proud of is that we can work and sit alongside and partner with different businesses and be able to to see the progress they've made I remember our conversation in the beginning of that journey, you know, when you were when when you knew the changes had to happen and it was with a heavy heart you've got to make some of these changes. But but the business becomes where it is now and I think at this moment in time we've got to bring Hannah into the show. Hello Hannah. Hello. Hello. So Hannah, people know him. Most people know me, uh, and you know some people like me. Ian, believe it or not, there's some people that don't. It happens. All right. I've I've learnt that it happens, and I and and we keep going, we and we keep smiling. I think from the perspective of this episode, I would love Hannah to spend like you know a week in your life and understand you know what what your role entails, how you support this man, and how you're you're shaping the leadership team, but also the journey you've been on since joining the business. But if we go back a step, your merchant builder's merchant career happened when you needed to earn a few bob during the school holidays. Is that, is that genuinely how it happened? I genuinely had finished doing my GCSEs and said those fateful words <laughs> to my mum. I'm bored. What can I do? And she said, you can come to work with me. And that is when it started. I did eight weeks between my GCSEs and A-levels working at Travis Perkins. And the day after I finished my last A-level exam... I went back, um, deferred my university place for a year. It's only ever supposed to be for a year. There you go. Um, and somebody, very wise man, said to me, it's the only reason you're going to leave because you want a degree. I said, yep. And Mr Meskell, who was the MD of the Midland <laughs> region at the time, said, Hannah, we'll pay for it. So um, Travis Perkins paid for my degree. I went on the management trainee programme. Um, and can honestly say I've never looked back. It was fantastic. absolutely fantastic. It's amazing how just a little moment like that, you know, it's that, that, that conversation, that, that moment. I, I share this story all the time. I think it was, it was when and I grew up with my nan and granddad and my granddad passed away really soon into the when I was working at Travis and it was, it was just like, you know, it was, it, it, he was everything to me and, and how they treated me at that time and how they stood by me and said, you know, there's a job here, come back when you want. And th- that's, that's when I bled green and yellow. I was j- joking about it earlier, but they had nine and three quarter years of my life went into that business from, from, from the complete bottom all the way up. And I left Merchantin and Ian, we've, we've spoke about this story so many times, but I left Merchantin as a sales director, not, 
not through you know having the best education and the and there, but it was it was by doing, it was by having fun, it was by being part of that wave that TP was at that time, and then taking it into a different business. Yeah, really young sales director. Boom, 2003, four in Jones's bold, and we're we're talking in 2022. The world for you right now. What what what's what's your role, Hannah? And, and tell me about what, what what do you get up to? So I'm. I head up the commercial team, mm. so we look after kind of the non-operational side of the business. Um, I think kind of the strapline that I've, I've used a lot has been exciting times ahead. Um, and that was really true last year. There was so much planning going into what we wanted to do. But actually, it's exciting times now. There are going to be exciting times ahead, but what we're doing now is brilliant because we're getting to put into place and implement all the things that we've been looking to do. So working with suppliers, you know, we've got an absolutely fantastic set of suppliers that are supporting us. And we talk about builders, merchants being a traditional business. And some people are like, oh, that's good, that's not so good. Well, one of the things that is traditional in a builder's merchant is you work on relationships. The the industry survives on relationships. And I think with Buttles and coming into this business, it's been brilliant because you've been able to call on people that you've known in previous lives and say, need some help, do you fancy supplying? And the support that has come in from the suppliers when we've been doing the range reviews has been brilliant. We didn't have good ranging. It had evolved, it had grown legs, it had gone in different directions. But one of the things we knew that we needed to do to move the business forward was get some good consistent ranging then we can look at websites then we can look at pricing then we can look at promotions and marketing and all those really great things and the suppliers have just come on board (coughs) and now the feedback that we're getting is we're not sleepy bottles anymore they come in they say there's such a difference in the branches in the atmosphere there's a real buzz the teams are you know bouncing off each other there's ideas flying around there's banter you hear people laughing you know that's that's what it's about it's about you spend a lot of time at work you've got to have fun doing it do you know it's, it's hearing that right that, that there are certain times i it's, it's sort of, i'm a builder's virtual boy at heart i will never ever lose it it's, it's where where it all begun and and it is that that Banter with a team, that leading a team, interacting with so many different people. We were Jack, Jack and I actually. Jack, we were talking. We were talking to a manufacturer, and they're um, and they're recruiting a sales manager to call on merchants. And, and and one of the factors they're looking for is someone who really understands what it's like. Okay, to be serving on the counter, answering the phone, saying to that driver, "I'll be with you in a second. Yeah, I know I've got that. Yeah, I'll ring him back. And that ability to multitask and think on your feet and be that almost personality, that go-to person in an area. He said, I want my sales managers to understand that so that when they're calling on our stockists, when they're calling on our partners, they know that it's not just talking to the manager, it's talking to the guy in the yard, talking to the, the girl on the counter, understanding what challenges the reps faced. And that's and that partnership, it's, it's really hard to replicate, but, but when it's right, you know it's right. You know it's right. And, and I remember, Ian, you know this, when I was, was a sales director, you, the great and good of suppliers would come and talk to you. You'd know this, Helena. And you're like, oh, God, I'm going to fall asleep in this one. I'm bored already. And then, then someone comes and they're like, but there's something there. 
and, and you're buzzing and you're like, I want to work with him, I want to work with her, I want to work with their team. And that's how you roll it out. And and where where does that start from from you? Is it is it historical relationship? Is it innovative product? What what's the what's the driving force when you make your range decisions or your, your commercial decisions? It's all sorts of things. Because the key for me is you've got to listen to different people to make that decision. You need to listen to people in the branches. They're on the ground, they're talking to the customers, the customers are telling them what they want. You need to listen to yourself and your own experience and you need to listen to the suppliers. And hopefully, if it all comes together, you create the perfect storm and you get a good range and you get the sales off the back of it. Um, but it's not its not an overnight thing. Um, I wanted to get the range in sorted and I thought, you know what, we we can do this quite quickly. Actually, it's taken a little bit longer than... I would have liked and probably a little bit longer than the Ian would have liked, but we're in a good place, you know, and we've got the things rolling out now and now we're starting to see that change coming in. Um, but it really is just about talking to people, listening to people, putting the plans into action. And that, it's, make it sound really simple, doing myself out of a job here, but... Um, I don't think there's any danger of that, Hannah, <laughs> to be honest. Just, I don't think there's any danger of that. Danger of that. But, but you know, let's, let's sum that up. You guys have, you guys have left early. You've, you've travelled down from Northampton. You're in the studio today and you're talking passionately about an independent builder's merchant business and the relationships you're building with your new customers, with your new branch management team, with your new, with your new supply chain. That in itself is proper exciting. And, and do you know what, Hannah? I think that if you, if you go back to that conversation with Joe Meskell, you know, d- dear old Joe Meskell, if you go back to that conversation, um, wow, that, that's where it started from. And, and I'm going to bring Jack in, who's, who's next door to you, because Jack, um, Jack the lad, you know, big, big part of the Foy and Jones business, give you an example of how, you know, things just happen and you have no choice. Ian knows this, but... Jack, as I mentioned at the very start of the show, before we got quite somber and political, but I'm not, I'm not apologising for that because I think we have to stand with Ukraine. But Jack is really good friends with my youngest son, Henry. He, um, you know, the way things shaped, uh, shaped out in what Jack will call the summer of love, but I will call it, he'll call it the summer <laughs> of love and the furlough dream, but I'll call it when I thought my world and business was going to end, those moments of time. Jack was like, oh, you know, can I get some work experience? And I said, yeah, of course you can, mate. You come in for a couple of weeks. And um, it was me and the dog in the office, big empty office. We were very COVID secure and it was, uh, it was a strange old world. You know, we had Holly on video and we were doing different things, but no one was recruiting, no one was talking and things then started to happen. But that, that, moment when Jack Jack joined a few days later Ian and I were getting together so so one of the first things you did Jack was join me we went to St Albans to meet Ian but but you came in for a two weeks work experience arguably similar to Hannah and we might be getting 21 years service of you mate how do you feel about that? Yeah can't wait Should you sure? Yeah, I mean, yeah we need that yeah, did he mean that Ian? Jack I'm more interested in the summer of love so. yeah <laughs> I mean it was just Getting paid to sunbathe in the garden, nice weather, wasn't it, in March? It was, it was lovely. I didn't have to do my A-level exams. I got them all given to me. I couldn't have asked for anything more. And then, lucky enough to fall in, do a bit of work experience with Pete. Um, a few things didn't go like the way it was with the COVID. I was going to do an apprenticeship up in London and stuff like that. Move up with my dad, and obviously that all fell through. So, yeah, I was going to the gym with Pete's youngest son, Henry. He went. I said... We were talking. I was like, "Can I do a couple of weeks' work experience?" 
Having met you in that work experience as and well. And you're still here. Oh, no. You didn't put him off? No, oh, no. clearly not. <laughs> no, I mean, I we've, 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 we've all brilliant. tried, but we... we but, do, you, do you know what? I mean, you know, you, you've, you as a 20-year-old, you know, have... have two uh, days in. Yeah, two, two days in, and we've got something special for you, mate. So don't worry oh, about geez. that. We got, I've just got to brief Charlie on that when we get to the second <laughs> half of the show. But, but you know, you, you have been lucky enough, right, to, to meet individuals like Ian to talk to people like Hannah and, and other businesses mm. and you're at the sharp end you know because you are you are the voice that a job seeker talks to you are the voice that you know is is trying to manage expectations and um, Ian I've got to say it we, we work in a world of negativity we say no more than yes you know you have been unsuccessful I'm sorry it's bad news and you've you've got to you've got to lift yourself and um, we were joking earlier about the time you start work and you know it's, it's late for me and Ian because we're builders merchants but actually Coming out to work later in the evening, that 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 sort of witching hour between five and seven o'clock, you have more conversations than you would do during the working day. Yeah. But I would, I, I honestly believe that as a eighteen-year-old as you was, a nineteen-year-old, and as a two-day-in twenty-year-old, um, you've you've got some amazing, you've got amazing potential. You're a great lad, but you've also experienced builders merchant recruitment so give give Ian and Hannah a little take on on, on how that's been for you mate you, you, you had fun you've had highs and lows haven't you it's been brilliant yeah highs and lows like anything but um, I mean even it's just sort of been in that environment anyway my stepdad's a roofer so you know I was always working with him since 14, 15 and where, when he'd go to you know the local merchants and stuff like that you know how it is and who you're dealing with and I think I've always had you know like you said earlier communication and stuff like that just get on with those likes of people, I think. And um, no, it's been really, really good. Working on loads of different projects, working with different clients as well, like yourselves, on a few projects not so long ago. And it's, no, I've just really enjoyed it. The good news is Ian and Hannah are not escaping, Jack. We've no, got I them. know, we're, yeah. We're, we're, ta- we're, ta- we're taking them out <laughs> afterwards, so we will, we'll find out all about their, their, their plans, plans for the future, which they can talk about on air and off air. But, but Hannah, it sounds like from your perspective, I mean, you can just see the passion in Jack there. I just love listening to it. I'm just, I'm just nodding away thinking if I could bottle that energy and bottle that, it's what we need. You know, it's what we need. We need a younger generation coming through. And in the second half of the, of the show, we're going to talk about that. But can we talk about, from a, from a battles perspective, Ian, anything else you want to talk about on that journey that we can get into the first half of the show before we wrap up? And thank you, Hannah. Yeah, I, th- I think, as I said, we're, you know, we're, we're on a journey, Peter. And, um, you know... The, the, Jack's the, not available for that journey. Um no, um, you know, Jack, Jack I see, uh, as, as I'm pretty sure you do, you see something of yourself in some wonderful young people that you do come across. And, you know, we've got a number of those uh, within our own organisation. But, you know, we're, as I said before, we're, we're on a journey. Um, you know, will we ever get to the end? I'm not sure you ever get to the end um, on a journey like, like the one we're on. Uh, progress today is, is pretty well where I'd expected us to be. Um, but I would sort of add to what Hannah said in terms of of actually, you know, what gets me up, what keeps me excited, what what gets me motivated still, uh, having been in the industry for a long time, is is this has the makings and is starting to show signs of 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 delivering the potential that it has because actually it's a really special little business. Fantastic! What a brilliant first half of the show. 
We're going to take a quick break now. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the next generation of builders merchants. Um, we'll talk about Northampton Town and Fulham Football Club and maybe throw a bit of the egg, egg chasing in here. And I know you're a bigger rugby fan than football fan. So we've got the we've got the five nations, six nations. Is it seven nations? What is it, six nations? Uh, six at the moment. We've got the six nations underway. So I know, you, I know you're going to bring that to life. So we'll do a bit of football and sport and catch up. And then we're going to have a closing message, which is I think we're going to... We're going to talk mental health because we're going to talk about my charity and, and the brilliant work you're doing in your charity especially that photo especially that photo of you all in the ring that was uh that that was the power of social media and um we're gonna have a little bit of fun and and celebrating jack's birthday but thank you very much for driving down today hannah you are a fantastic ambassador for brand battles for team battles you come over brilliantly if i was a supplier i'd want to be part of this journey mr church always a pleasure we'll see you after the break thank you Life-changing recruitment for the KBB builders, merchant and construction industries. Creative social content, specialist knowledge, world-leading video technology, helping you find career happiness and helping your business attract its stars of the future. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do. Welcome back to the show. So, Jax, break, breaking news for you, mate. It's your, it was your 20th birthday a couple of days ago. We're not going to embarrass you by singing happy birthday. Producer Charlie says we're better than that. But what we have got... Cheers, back at, back at Back at Foy and Joe's Towers, I've got a very expensive bottle of Japanese, Japanese whiskey with your name on it as a present. Lovely. And Ian Church, Hannah and I are going to bring you along to Burger and Bird along the south coast and we're going to treat you to an all-expenses lunch on Team Battles, forward slash Tommy Jones. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ian, 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 forward ne- to it. Ian nearly passed out. And, and, <laughs> and I've got to say, you've been a brilliant addition to our business. You're a brilliant, brilliant part of Team Foy and Jones and the work you do with companies like this has been recognised. You're making a difference. Long may it continue, mate. All right? Well Definitely. done. Thank you. Uh, well done, Jack. Thanks. Thank, thank. So... Let's talk about people like Jack and the future of the industry, apprenticeships, stars of the future. How do you think the merchant industry right now is looking to the next generation, Hannah? What, what, what career opportunities are there for a female school leaver, a female uni leaver? What, what, what message can we be giving out to our listeners about the next generation? I think people just need to see builders, merchants as another employer and not almost segment them as or they're a builder's merchants they're a closed shop they're all businesses and you've got the same opportunities within builder's merchants working in different departments as you have working in Marks and Spencers Mm. there's a shop floor that you can work on there's a warehouse that you can work in there's a HR department that you can work in but why is it then why is it that there's a and and other brands are available you know but if you've got your Marks and Sparks and your John Lewis's you know and I know this because we we, we look at the stats we look at research they are more attractive to the school leaver than a builder's merchant business that that that's something which i i hate i hate it so much but it's it's almost like there's all these best kept secrets isn't there how can we change that? I think we need to be more visible. Mm. I think there's a lot that the merchant industry is doing. Um, so both Ian and I are um, BMF ambassadors. 
So there's opportunities for us We've to We've had a couple to... of them in the studio yeah. this, this series. We've had Bart Murphy. Yep. Uh, apparently has the best teeth ever seen on the Floyd Jones show. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise and, me, and, Bart, and, and, we've, and Jamie Pierce, and you know, yeah. but both young BMF ambassadors, yeah. you know, who are who are championing that cause, and and I agree one million percent with what you said there, Hannah. Is that actually, if you showcase the pathways, there is some exciting career opportunities there, and there are so many different paths that you can go down within a builder's merchant. I think people think builder's merchant. I've got to go and work in the yard, trade counter, office supervisor, assistant manager, branch manager, regional manager, regional director. That's one path within a builder's merchant. But there's also the central function path as well. And I think that's the bit that people don't realise exists Mm. as well. You know, you can do your apprenticeships within those central function roles as well as on the, the shop floor. I think the one thing that I would say to anybody wanting to work in any department in the builder's merchant is just make sure you experience the shop floor side of it because hmm. you get into the business, you understand the business there if you understand what happens when a big hairy-ass builder walks in and talks to you and asks for a bag of dust and you're thinking, what's a bag of dust? And someone says, bag of cement. Hmm. You understand it and it's... Any job you do, if you understand the grassroots of the business, but I've been that person. But I've been that person on the counter when I've been asked for something, and I have absolutely no idea what I was being asked for. They might have been talking Chinese. It was there was there was I had no idea what I was being asked, and it's that it's that horrible moment when you're going right. I've got to, okay, I'm going to be all right. I can boss this. I can do it. Actually, that stayed with me all, all, all my career at whatever I've done. It's a, you know, you, you, there's always someone you can ask. There's a support mechanism there, but that's powerful, Ian, isn't it? You know, from a from a central function to actually understand the pressures of a driver, understand the pressures of of, of someone in the yard. That's that's powerful. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it's clearly a, a unique industry, and I think uh, for whatever reason, um, an, an element of the sort of potential um, employment pool gets put off by by the word probably sort of construction it you know it, it clearly has an appeal to some and, and not to others I've, I've often wondered actually whether the term builders merchants is is you know the, the word merchant has been around for for hundreds and hundreds of years and and there's therefore a lot of positivity um, around the term, would you change but, it? But I do sometimes wonder if the word merchant is is something of a deterrent. Is it a bit of a dark art? Because as we all know, once you actually get into the sector, it's incredibly hard to leave because you know it it it, it offers everything, all, all all the bits that you can go out and and do in retail or accountancy, in IT, in in, in driving, what whatever skill set. And you, know, you you work your way through your business potentially, and you ultimately end up as a as a merchant branch manager. And you have to have a really unique skill set. You have to be a great people manager. You have to have good you know business acumen, understanding numbers. You have to be a a great operator as well. And there's not many um, sectors that that I think that enables an individual and. To, to actually bring all those things together and, and thrive in that type of environment, 
So, you know, the the BMF, I think, have done and, and are continuing to do some great stuff, um, you know, in through their ambassador program and also, um, you know, getting the message across that, that this is a wonderful sector to work in. But, you know, I think it's incumbent probably of all of us within it to, to, to actually keep telling people how good it is. Um, because in my my experience over many, many years, there are very few people that have left it that have said, you know, actually leaving that sector was the best thing I ever did. But I've met many, many others. We're going to with be the opposite from view. A, from a, Charlie and I through Jones Digital. We're we're doing some work with the BIKBBI, the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, and Bathroom Installers, and again, that's very much on the skills crisis and the lack of installers, lack of yep. fitters, and it is trying to inspire a new generation of apprenticeships, and they, they're doing some amazing, amazing work. Um, but we're also trying to bring diversity, inclusiveness into it. And part of what we're doing is actually going to be a, a mini podcast series where we're going to get their Apprentice of the Year in. We're getting some, some different examples. We're following, a, we're following a female apprentice plumber around, don't we, Charlie? We're following, we're following her around for the day just to kind of see what that career looks like and showcasing the journeys. It will be brilliant at some point to, to to perhaps look at you know the the just the sheer diversity of what happens in the Buttles operation and bring that to life in a in a and and I mean bring it to life with music with production with with the t- the type of appeal which would make our industry stand out you know let's take our ties off let's let's actually show people what it could look like that you could be on a board and we've got to go back to this we could go on a, on a board on a leadership team on a board 75% female tell me another sector that's got that I don't know you know we, we, we see everything about it there's so much to celebrate that I think collectively the right people in front of the right audience can inspire change and, and give us our next generation because that's what terrifies me. You know, where, where is the next assistant manager who's going to become your branch manager? Where's your next Jack O'Connell? Where's your next Hannah? I'm, I'm replaceable, Ian, so I don't throw myself into it. But do, do, do you see what I mean? It's, it's where's that energy? But it's breaking down the stereotype and the stereotype that gets... Might not be so much now, but certainly when I was at school, there was a stereotype about going to university. Mm. If you wanted to get on, you wanted to have a, a good job, you wanted to earn the money, you went to university. The skilled trades, which we all call on, were what the thick kids did. And that is so untrue. You don't need to have a university degree to get on in life. You need one if you want to be a brain surgeon, I get that. But actually, hard work and determination will take you through pretty much any career you want to do. And it's it's breaking down that that stigma that they that at school you want to go to university, you want to go to university. Well, some of the best business people I know are builders and plumbers. All day long. All, all day long. And do you know what? That, that what you said there, Hannah, takes me back to our first podcast, Ian, that hard work, having fun, determination can get you somewhere. And it's making a difference with Team Battle. And, Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're, we're fastly running out of time. Producer Charlie's sending me Morse code messages. Producer Charlie's sending me Morse code messages, all right? So, so we've, got to, we've got to try and stay on script. But I want to highlight something because last episode we... We had a brilliant guest sitting in that chair, John Tutty, the founder of mental health charity Balls for Brains. They're a local Eastbourne-based charity addressing mental health through rugby and sport and inclusiveness. Ian, 
you're working with your mate Frank Bruno and the Frank Bruno Foundation. Um, love the photo of all of you in the ring. That that must be really amazing what you're doing because you're 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 spreading a powerful message and raising funds as well. Do you want to just tell us about that quickly? Yeah, very quickly. Um, yeah, through through a sort of mutual contact, um, the opportunity presented itself for Bottles to align itself to the Frank Bruno Foundation. Um, we didn't at the time have a, a recognised uh, charitable partner. Um, it's you know a path that I've personally trodden down before, and and um, it, the the timing was 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 so right for Buttles. Um, and I think given the fact that it's it's linked to our our, our well or our collective well being and 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 the challenges around mental health, actually it was just a really perfect fit. Um, so you know it, it's relatively early doors in our relationship. Um, you know we're we're going to raise a, a a few pounds to to sort of help their cause and um and 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 help their reach they've got very bold ambitions to to open more centers across the uk um but it's also given us the opportunity with for our entire team within buttles to um to actually go and spend a day up at the center and, and i see you in the ring yeah, but but this this is you know genuinely something that it, it's not for management. This is this is for the entire Buttles team. That's um, amazing because we you know a, along with with many many other organisations now in the sector, you know, realise that that actually you know people's own personal um, mental health and and well being uh, there is frankly nothing more important. So for us, it's it's a brilliant cause and. Um, you know, I, I've said it before, but you know, I think Frank himself is—I I call him a national treasure—and it, he's a great fit. Lives locally to us in Leighton Buzzard, and um, yeah, we're delighted to be working with them. My my nan's sister, my aunt Viley, used to serve him his dinner right at school. Really? Yeah, I mean, he might remember. Ask him if he remembers Auntie Viley when you next see him. But but uh, that's that's, yeah, that's genuinely be. that's genuinely true. You know, the, yeah. and you know the history there. But Absolutely. what's what's inspiring for me? Is that with yourself and Hannah, you know, another business, another respected business, people, key players in our industry are having mental health conversations. It's okay. You know, we can talk, we can help each other. Yeah. And and it, and and I think every charity is doing the right thing. So seeing another business which is which is encourage it, encouraging good mental health and good well being amongst this team. Yeah. It's so powerful. Uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah, we've all just undergone uh, a, a really difficult two years as well and and it's it's probably left its scar on all of us in one way shape or another um you know i'd be lying if i said it hasn't had an impact on me um so it, it it's it's the perfect alignment in terms of partnership for us and we're really excited about the future well, Ian, Hannah, from my perspective, it was a it was a tough podcast today. Not 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 for the content, but from the starting point, because I, we had to talk about what's happening in the Ukraine. We had to we had to bring that in. But if I reflect on what what we wanted to cover, you know, we've spoke about the battles journey and where you are now. All right, and that that was powerful. We've got to know what Hannah's been doing in terms of the commercial team supporting the day to day trading of the business. We have identified that there is a pathway for the next generation. We've said happy birthday to Jack, but Jack, we will do that better, but we'll do that more over lunch. What we haven't yet done, Ian, he spoke about my football team. I mean, your rugby team. Sorry. Um, 
You've been still enjoying the rugby? How, 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 how um, are the Mindsy Saints getting on? Yeah, very very quickly. Um, again, once again, sadly, uh, the Saints have flattered to deceive. We've played some, some champagne rugby at times. Um, but but too often we, we just come up short and we're struggling to close games down, which is hugely frustrating. Um, yeah, and my football team are, are, are currently lying second in, in in League Three at the minute, or sorry, League Two. Um, I have been a few times this season. Um, we're not scoring many goals, unfortunately, so we could do with some lessons off you guys at Fulham. But um, with a fair wind, they, they may well get themselves promoted, which would be fantastic. And on you know, Six Nations, I think it's still open. France are definitely the team to beat this You've year. You've got the England captain playing for you, haven't you? Yeah, Courtney Laws, um, yeah, who typifies, I think, everything that's good about um, leadership that we've spoken briefly about this morning. Um, you know, a guy that's consistently good, and uh, yeah, I think I think that word "consistent" is critically important. Yeah, just to finish up, I think the Six Nations, um, France are clearly the team to beat. England go to Paris for the last game, um, but 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 I don't think it's over yet. And I think England, if they can beat the Irish in a couple of weeks, have, have still got a chance. Fantastic, Hannah. Thank you so much for coming down with Ian today. Thank you for being on the show. Um, you've got quite an amazing voice in terms of what you're talking about from a, from a female perspective and from actually actually disrupting and changing the perceptions in the industry I, I want to get disrupt. I want to get you back on and I want to keep <laughs> I want to keep you disrupting things because actually I think you've got 21 years service I think you've got an amazing story to tell we need to get you back on the show and and, and we can build a show up where we've got we've got other people in to share experiences it's it's because I think that there's there's so much goodwill and there's so much good stuff being done that it's not just a job it's much more than that it's a way of life and it's something that becomes ingrained in you it's always been ingrained in me and whilst I'm a little bit on the edge of it I'm not really because I feel it every single day and that's what that's what this podcast is about that sadly Sadly, producer Charlie brings us to the end of episode 16. It's been back to business. It's season five of the Foyne Jones Show. Ian Church, Hannah, Jack the Lad, you'll all be joining me, and it is on a Foyne Jones card. We're going, we're going to one of my favourite restaurants on the South Coast, Burger and Bird. Guess what it does, Ian? It does burger and chicken. It's going to be a great, great afternoon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Ian? Wave goodbye to wave goodbye to mum. Hannah, anyone you want to Bye, say mom. hello to before we go? I suppose I ought to say hello to Florence. Flo. Yes. Hello, little Florence. Jack, happy birthday. Thank Good, you. Well done, mate, because yeah. you, you've been on a great journey since you met Ian and you, and you, you got dragged kicking and screaming to kick St Albans. This is what our podcast is all about. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>